Hello and welcome to episode four of Hammer Time Podcast. I'm your host, Ken Sears, and uh, today's episode is entitled Let's Be Real. It's a pretty straightforward statement. I think it's it's probably been on everyone's mind uh, with recent events with costs uh, spiking up at such a, a crazy percentage amount um, and the turnaround of properties and homes and flips and the expectations uh, uh, on both sides, both the customer and the contractor. So this episode is essentially just focused more on realistic expectations and getting real with you, hence the title, Let's Be Real. So the, the first uh, question that comes to mind is, you know, what what is something that will help create a good relationship between the customer and the contractor? Um, some of the, the very obvious pillars come to mind, honesty and trust and communication. Uh, but the big one that's not practiced enough is respect. And I think it's respect of everyone's time involved, including the investor, or the, the, the property manager or the real estate broker, uh, and also the contractor. You know, I, I can say firsthand being in the contractor world that um, that old saying time is money really relates to this field and specifically uh, because you're just around the clock. You're, you're always on call. Um, there are no real days off when, when, when you're running a business or you own a business or you're helping run a business. Um, and so respect is, is, a, is a nice portion of it because it allows a contractor to say, hey, I want to build off this communication, build off this trust. But at the same token, I want to respect your vision. And simultaneously, I want you to respect um, you know, my communication and how we can build that. And so I think the number one thing that, that many contractors and real estate agents or um, you know, people that are trying to be in, in, in these co- cohesive <clears throat> relationships, they fall victim to the, uh, the free loaner thing, if you will, or, hey man, I'll do you a favor, you do me a favor. And it's a tricky road to go down because you want to have these um, you know, enjoyable times with your investors and your contractors. You want to be able to go out for dinner or, um, or do something together. And, and that's, that's also a great part of building a relationship. However, what I see too often than not is um, a contractor because they, they're more focused on the build. They're builders, right? So they're, they're in some capacity, they're a more simplistic version of what your day-to-day business suit and tie, blue collar, getting contracts signed, thousand dollars, you know, here, million dollars here makes no difference. Whereas a contractor is very dedicated to mathematical breakdowns, what this is going to cost me in the short term, long term, how do I take care of my guys? So the simplicity of a contractor, his brain is typically focused on what do I got to do to keep my team running? What do I have to do to create great quality work? Good contractors, I should say. Um, And so understanding the psyche of a contractor and vice versa, understanding the psyche of an investor, real estate person is really important to building that relationship. And, and, and like I was saying, what I see more often than not is a disproportionate amount of, of, of helping or aid or assistance. And so what I'll see happen is a lot of contractors get burned out. Um, they'll, they'll run around like a chicken with the head cut off, whatever you need. And then that investor or that, that broker will get so comfortable with that, that that becomes the new expectation that, well, since I made you run around like crazy first, we're going to continue that trend all the way down. Um, and if there's no, you know, trust being built and the relationship is solely on the project and it's solely on money, um, 
that wouldn't be a that wouldn't be a customer I would want to be connected with, mainly because you know, at least from a humble hammer perspective, we bring on customers that we know are going to work great with our team as well. It really has to be a symbiotic relationship, and uh, we're very blessed and fortunate to be able to pick and choose. Um, certain projects, um, and we never pick and choose based on dollar amount. Just so you're aware, uh, a lot of ninety nine point nine percent of the reason why we pick a customer is based on respect and um, you know knowing that they have a good heart, good mind. Knowing that you know these people aren't going to try and scam the next person. You know we're not going to be halfway through a project and the you know real estate agent goes, hey man, I don't care about that. Just put the fascia board over it, cover it. Doesn't matter. We're going to sell it tomorrow. Like that's not who we are. Um, the other thing too, is that expectation starts to create this relationship where it's like, Hey, you're my buddy now. So can you give me your pricing? And that's where it gets down to a slippery road because what the investors and the real estate agents don't realize is every time a contractor gives you a contractor pricing, he's not only not making money, but in actuality, he's losing money because the time he could be using to be on another project he could be making money for his family and his team as opposed to assisting you. Now, on an investor's psychological perspective and expectations, their mindset is built around, well, you know, I need this done for this and that's it. And uh, and that can be challenging because there is no, there's no respect being driven from both ends. Um, another thing I see in the industry often is a contractor uh, gets so overloaded. I mean, it's happened to us. We're, we're not perfect by any means. Uh, we fail often uh, from a standpoint of, of communication to, um, to to our customers with respect to, you know, this is what this picture update and this is what we're going to do to have the sample ready on Tuesday. Sometimes uh, we fall victim to that. I don't want to say often, but I would say out of 10 to 12 flips a month, we're probably at one or two phone calls uh, where we're following up because that Monday, you know, something happened and the, and the sample didn't show up for the countertop. And, you know, it was at three o'clock and, and the team's out at five. And next thing you know, customers calling us the next day saying, hey, nobody showed up yesterday. Um, doesn't happen often, but ho- often enough where uh, we can admit to that, that failability. Um, so putting all that in perspective, you know, a contractor falls... Uh, falls into a situation where they want to do everything for the customer. They want to create this Cinderella, you know, princess house. But at the end of the day, there are some real things and real variables that we should talk about that, that, that come up. And, um, and the misperception is that, well, you should have figured this out earlier. So therefore you need to take on the cost. And that, that unfortunately, um, is illegal. It's called theft of services. And, um, and I see a lot of contractors just get swooned into these projects where, you know, a little bit of bacon's being held up front, but then it gets destroyed when um, the investor or the real estate agent says, do this, do this, do this, and this is all I'm going to pay you for it. Um, vice versa. You know, I've seen contractors that go in and swindle and swoon investors and say, yeah, we need $75,000 down for a $100,000 project. And, you know, right off the bat, a couple of flags are going. Um and, and this is how I would typically break it down. If you are close to your contractor and you guys have done enough projects, or at least there's an established trust on your first project where you can understand the breakdown and you're actually giving a great savings, 
then there's an understandability that the project will have to be supported throughout the project, meaning 50% down, let's say, covers $50,000 of a $100,000 project. You know, two or three weeks, four weeks into it, if you're halfway done with that project, um, there should be stipulation if the project is super tight to say, hey, another $25,000 will be put towards it. The last $25,000 will be paid at the very end. Um, you know, though that's happening more and more often. And it's not because a contractor can't maintain their project or budget for the project. It's because they're so tight on that cost that they need you to support your project. So, you know, it shouldn't be a surprise if a contractor is doing good work, quality's getting put in there, <clears throat> and he requests a draw. Um, you know, there, there's this misperception that holding money over the contractor's head is going to make him work that much harder. Um, I can tell you from, you know, dealing in the industry, I personally have not done this, but I've seen it happen many times in the past uh, with other contractors that no longer in business. They will uh, start to see the hesitation from the customer wanting to pay. Then the trust starts to dissolve. Then the contractor starts to get frustrated and says, if you want me to finish this project, I need more money. And the customer is saying, well, in order for you to finish, you need to do more work in order for me to pay you more so I can validate paying you. And instead of sitting down, having a cup of coffee and saying, hey, this is the breakdown of the cost, because there wasn't a well-established communication in the beginning, because there wasn't on both ends, now you're, you're two rams going at it. Um, the best case scenario would be um, to kind of break down a tight budget and, and how we would communicate with the customer, which we have in the past. And we use the $100,000 scenario as an example. For a $100,000 project, right off the bat, as a business, we have to deduct $10,000 for taxes. That's just the sales tax. So the, really, the budget's $90,000 for that quote-unquote project. Now, typically, material and labor uh, is going to be upwards of 60 to 70%, especially the way prices have been spiking. There has to be that, that variance to protect both the customer and the contractor. So we're at a $90,000 budget. You start adding in material and labor, and, and some of it's very skilled labor to put in I-beams or whatever the case may be. Now we're at $70,000. That's gone. That's gone. Material, labor. The new profit is now $20,000. So out of a $100,000 project, a company that's on a tight budget would make about $20,000. But out of the $20,000, you have to deduct B&O and business tax, which could be anywhere between 37 to 40%. So now from the $20,000, you got to take $8,000 off. So for a $100,000 project, which seems like a huge project, you know, good money being made by a contractor, a contractor that has to support all the guys, his own family, just spent about a month on this project, walks away with ten dollars to $12,000. So it's not as grandioso as I think most people think on the tighter ROI projects. Um, and that's why prices have gone up. Contractor prices have, have been all over the place. Um, and, and people are into this... Uh, vulture market where if they see somebody going, ooh, this guy can lay down tile for $22 a square foot. When you see prices dropped in a market and an environment where everything is so hot and everything is selling so fast, if you find a contractor that's ultra cheap, that is the very first red flag and I would absolutely run away. 
One, either they don't know their value and they're a diamond in the rough and and congratulations for finding them because they don't exist in Washington State. Or number two, um, they are trying to swindle you and say, let me get into this project. I'm going to charge them, you know, $2,500 for the square footage of tile. Plus they got to buy material. Next thing you know, you're out material, you're out $1,250. The guy never shows up. And, and, And I see it more often than not. So when you go lower and you save money in the beginning, you're going to pay twice as much in the end just by trying to fix um, just by trying to fix those errors of the, the contractor previous. So, you know, sticking with the theme of the episode being Let's Be Real, this is one of those real conversations where it's important people realize a $100,000 project and its profit for a contractor. Um, you know, realistic expectations, ROI, what's that return of investment? on the project and if you're you're building a relationship with your contractor you know don't waste time going back and forth on the bids focus on a budget focus on a scope of work if i can give any advice to real estate agents and investors out there save yourself the back and forth find a contractor that you can trust you like and that does quality work give them a statement of work and give them a budget and say can you do this for this amount that now relieves the contractor who's probably been doing this well enough, especially if you've been working with them, and they know the price, they know everything's at, and they can see that budget and see your scope of work, align it and say, oh yeah, that's going to be perfect. Or, hey, you know what? Uh, it's actually going to cost more because of X, Y, and Z. Uh, and we see that happen quite often too, where um, people are still stuck in the 2019 days or 2018 where you know particle board or, or subfloor was significantly cheaper. Now it's 225% more um, dump fees have gone up so you know what would typically cost $2,000 to take down a shed with labor you know we're at $1,000 in dump fees alone be- before labor um, before having to haul it before the gas so there, there's just so many different variables that have now adjusted uh, and, and, and it's really not the contractor's fault but for some reason we have become the punching bags of this market where everyone is like, do, you know, do everything I want for this amount. And if you can't, then you're a bad contractor. Um, and that's just not the case. You know, you have to realize that these businesses are operating and taking care of many, many, many plates on dinner room, on dining room tables. It's not just the owners sitting at a luxury bar, having a a steak and a glass of wine. Um, I can tell you firsthand that most contractors are, you know, drinking uh, a soda while they're trying to operate three different screens on their computer and they got the phones ringing and they got slim gyms and combos and they're, they're, they're getting unhealthy because the reality is there is no um, clean, classy way to do this job. You know, you're, you're going to get you're going to get in there, you're going to get busy, you're going to get dirty uh, and your mind's going to be constantly, constantly flowing with ideas of design, cost, evaluation of labor, evaluation of safety. You know, what's the risk involved? Is it too far out? Is it, you know, something that we can work with or is it too long of a drive? Do we have to put our guys in a hotel to do this? I mean, so many things that a contractor is thinking about every moment of every day that projects are going. So, um, you know, when you start looking back on the psychological aspect of a contractor, recognize to some degree that we also have to be empathetic to what you're going through. 
and having to deal with 15,000 phone calls before lunchtime. And then we got somebody that said they're going to close on the 12th. Now it's going to be on the 18th. And so I got to call this guy. And this was supposed to happen at this time. There is craziness. There is absolute uh, pandemania on both ends, both the customer and contractor. So, you know, this is in no way an episode to say, poor us, poor contractors, they need more love and attention. This is more of kind of ripping the bandaid off and saying, if you want to see what it's like to run in this world, this is what it is. Um, so, so with all that being said, uh, to kind of wrap up this episode, you know, I wanted to go over a few more pointers and then talk about a really cool event that we're going to be uh, started for hopefully the end of July, beginning of August. Um, and we're going to look at that, especially with how COVID's been going and how we're all going to come together for uh, a cool kind of get together between investors and contractors. So, uh, and, and thing I want to finish up with is be patient, you know, with limitation, understand that that contractor is going to take a little bit longer to get the cabinets or countertops. And it's, it's not their fault. A lot of times we're fighting, we're fighting the same, we're fighting the same fight. Uh, tell us your budget after you've established a relationship with your contractor. Say, Hey, this is where I'm at. This is what I want with that scope of work. Um, I think I broke down mathematically why contractors charge as much as they do, especially in a hundred thousand dollar project. Uh, if you're looking to get a project done faster to be scheduled sooner to have it done by a certain deadline, which is unrealistic, understand that faster deadline means bigger budget. And so be prepared to pay for that overtime because uh, it shouldn't be eaten up by the contractor for sure. And, uh, you know, finally, with regards to how can I prepare for cost spikes? How do I, I, how do I prepare my project to help myself as an investor, as a real estate agent? Uh, two simple themes. If you do the demo and you help with the dump fees, you allow that contractor to go in there with basically down to studs, easier to run electrical, easier to run plumbing, easier to assess damage, easier for you to see the damage. Uh, and allows you to either create a team that does the demo for super cheap and you can do a lot of turn and burns on those. Um, but it, it, it can sometimes be not cost effective time-wise, energy-wise, and cost-wise to have your contractor um, do all the demo. Uh, and, and so if you want to be involved and you want to get your hands dirty and you want to save on cost, now if five to $10,000 is not something you want to save and you're like, I got plenty of profit on this one, don't really care. You guys do it all. No worries. You know, contractors love doing that demo work. Um, and that's pretty much it. So to wrap up episode four, let's be real. Uh, you know, expectations versus customers and contractors. I hope I was able to get some of those answers for you out there. Uh, feel free to leave a message or comment. Uh, you can also visit us at www.humblehammers.com or you can visit us on our Facebook at Humble Hammer LLC. Um, you'll see a big green banner looking thing with a cool Viking sword. That's us. And, uh, and if you have any other questions or concerns, reach back out to us. I hope everyone has a great rest of your day and, uh, looking forward to the next episode of Hammer Time Podcast. Bye-bye.